Good morning. <laughs> Welcome, you guys, to the Beyond Aesthetics podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Tiffany. I'm and Jess. Oh, we're so happy you guys are here. And today's episode is going to be about looking ahead into the new year and our goals for 2024 and our our basically our vision and our plan. Are you excited, Jess? I'm excited. I asked you for the outline early so that I could spend a lot of time, you know, doing a lot of that introspection. Like I've done it at the same time. The way that you laid this out was so beautiful. So thank you so much for for doing that. And I am really excited to get into it. Me too. This one's a this one's gonna be a fun one because it, I think it's forced probably both of us to really get like down and dirty onto where we want to see ourselves end this year and then everything in the middle that's going to yeah. help us get there. Mm-hmm. And so ho- we hope that our goals and our vision that we share with you today is going to inspire you guys to do the same. And like we've mentioned before in our previous episodes we've recorded, we'll, we will put this outline in these questions in the show notes for you. And we encourage you to ask yourselves these questions, to write them down and really get specific on what your goals are for this year ahead. So with that in mind, I would love to start with our chosen word of the year. I know we both narrowed it down. We both chosen a word of the year and we started this tradition for ourselves. What was it last year? I know mine was last year. Yep. So Jess, I want you to go first and share with us what your word of 2024 is. Okay. And we may have talked about this on the 2023 recording, but I let my word come to me. I don't seek it out. I kind of put it out there that I'm like looking for a word and I have it on my heart that I'm open to it. And so I was actually sitting in the movie theater on Christmas Day. I'm with my parents. We were at Boys in the Boat. If y'all have not seen that movie, it is so good. And that is when my word landed with me. And my word is believe. And the context behind that is that I lost a lot of belief in myself over the last few years, and that's not normal for me. (laughs) And uh, especially last year, after having a really hard year, I lost belief in a a lot of things to my core. And so this year, I really want to get back to believing in myself that if I set my mind and my heart to something, I know that I can do it. And also just belief in, you know, a higher power in the universe that everything is working together for good and working out in my favor and and a true belief to my core that really anything, 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 anything is possible. So my word is belief. It's so, it's so beautiful. And that was so beautiful. And I think it's a testament to how much you believe in yourself already, because that word alone and having belief in yourself is a hard one, right? Because basically everything can make you question your belief in yourself and your power and Mm -hmm. everything that comes along with it. So that right there is a testament that you're already, you already do believe. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I really have 
always believed so much in myself since I was 14 years old is when I really just developed this innate belief in myself and and that anything was possible if my mind and my heart was really in it. And yeah, the last few years, especially last year, it kind of went away and I'm not sure that I fully realized it until that word landed in my heart and I was like, wow. Um, maybe I have lost a little bit of that and that's kind of what I, you know, lacking and why I've been struggling. And so, yeah, I feel really good about it. (laughs) I love it so much. And I've even been, I've sent you a couple of things that I've seen on social media that I've just like, it makes me think of you because you shared that word with me and I was like, yes, this is meant for Jess. So I'll send those to you. you. I love that. (laughs) Um, that's really beautiful. I do the same when I land on my word of the year, I pray about it. I just, I don't try to like force myself into what I think my word should be. I really let it come to me and stay open about it. I meditate and my word of the year, funny enough, I think I shared about this a little bit in our last episode as well. It's been just like rising to the surface for me over the last six months. And so I've been getting touches of this word anyways. And then when I really sat down and was like, okay, you know, I'm going to, when I really focused on my word of the year and started paying attention to it, it was just clear as day to me of what that word was. And my word of the year is trust. And really it's about trust in myself. And which is funny because it's, they kind of correlate your word and belief in yourself and my word of trust in myself. And it's same, something that I've lost along the way. And I also don't even know if I've ever fully had it, had full trust in myself. And so, and trust in, you know, the possibilities, trust in universal forces, trust in the people around me. So it really has a lot of layers. um, But the core of it is really just trusting myself, trusting my intuition, trusting what I already know, uh, and taking action with that trust. And so also it's a little bit daunting maybe to choose a word of the year. And we talked about this last time as well, because we know that once we land on a word of the year, the universe is going to deliver in ways that have already had some, (laughs) I don't know what you call it, maybe some trials in just a couple of weeks of landing on this word of really making myself look at myself and feel deep and having to trust myself and my intuition. So it's, I mean, dang. Yeah. Foster, but it's worth well, it. Well, and I've been thinking a lot about that since we talked about it last and the universe will give you opportunities. You know, I think we've possibly used the verbiage of the universe will test you. I don't like to think of the universe that way. I really don't think that we're necessarily being, you know, tested all the time and given these hard trials to like test us. But I think when we have an intention and we have that power of intention, then the universe is definitely going to give us opportunities to just say, you know, here, here's this. If you really want to grow in this way, then you just have a choice to make and that's up to you. So yeah, I like to look at it as opportunities to just flex that, you know, we really want what we say we want and want to grow yeah. in the ways that we say that we want to grow. Very true. I love I love that analogy and I'm glad that you said that because it's a good reminder. Instead of looking at as tests or trials, to really just look at them as opportunities. And then it by flipping that mindset, it doesn't make it seem so hard. And mm-hmm. it also makes it seem like, okay, this is what I want. And I'm willing to do what it takes to get that. Yep. Thank you for that. 
Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's go to into our goals for 2024. And so I really kind of wanted to get specific on short-term goals, medium goals, and then long-term goals. And these are goals for this year. So think of it maybe as like short-term as, you know, weeks to a month or two, medium to like that three to six month range, and then long-term that full year range. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you start. Okay. (laughs) So I have so many short-term goals. It's silly, but I have a lot on my list. It's not silly. So really what I've been working on and have been consumed with is finishing my Brazilian wax e-course. This has been such a long time coming, you guys. And I'm so close and I'm so excited. So I really, my, I've given myself a deadline to the end of January and I'm probably three quarters of the way through and it's coming together and it's going to be so good. So that's like first on my list. Um, another short-term goal of mine is to learn the back-end technicalities of this podcast because <laughs> I really let Jess take the, the reins on that and she has been consumed with figuring out how to do it. And I will say, though, I think having to learn how to edit and build my e-course is going to come in very handy for this podcast because I have some tips that I haven't shared with Jess yet. So that's another short-term goal. Promotional planning always for Sweet Cheeks. Um, I need to sit down and plan out our events and our specials and... Me and you, girl. I That's know. what I'm here for. <laughs> I know. Some marketing to go along with it, some protocols. That kind of stuff doesn't daunt me anymore. It used to overwhelm me. And I'm just like, if I can do that within, you know, I just sit down for an hour. And then another short-term goal of mine is just to prioritize my health. And that's something that I've been doing and I'm going to continue to do. And so I'm excited about that. Some medium-length goals is to start my next e-course for SCU. So really, I just need to or want to sit down and write out the meat of it, film it, and then produce and edit it and launch it. Travel somewhere warm, definitely. Is this a medium or a short term? Medium. I mean, (laughs) if it comes sooner, I will take it for sure. Ryan and I have been talking about going to Costa Rica. And so I know. Oh, be the third wheel. (laughs) I've never met Ryan, you guys. (laughs) I know. You guys need to meet. You guys would really like each other. Um, But yeah. He would be game. Just come along. The more so the merrier. Love that. Anywhere warm, anywhere with the beach and the ocean would make my heart so happy. So that's definitely, it's been a while since I've been to the ocean. Definitely want to add to my team for both businesses. Continue to grow. Adding to my team for SEU is like a new goal of mine. And I'm actually really excited about it. And then long-term goals, buy a house. It's been on our vision board for a long time. And that is such a big goal of mine. And so hopefully that's a plan in 2024 is to buy a house. And then this is a big one. And one that I haven't shared before or for a long time, I've only ever shared it with you, is to open a second Sweet Cheeks location. And it's probably not going to be that surprising to you, but... That's on my vision board, and I think I can make it happen. I love that. 
Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. I know another one of your goals that I'm going to encourage you to actually say it out loud that we had a meeting about. <laughs> should I? Yeah. You know what? I should. I there's there's no reason not to. Else I wouldn't have said that. It doesn't need to be kept under wraps. I think you need to just say it. <clears throat> so my big goal, big big goal for this year is to be the leading Eminence Organic skincare retailer in the United States. And I know without a doubt that that is so possible for me and my team and my business. And it's I I just know that it's like where we're headed anyways, but now that I've given pause to like actually intentionally going there, I know that's just going to fast track it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm already so excited about it. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to to help you and I love that. So, yes. so good. Let's hear yours. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> some of my short-term goals is I got to finish my website. <laughs> I really, I really need to finish my website because I want to create digital products. And so I've got to have my landing pages for that. And now that I have the podcast pretty well figured out, I can put some more time and effort into doing that. Another short-term goal, you guys, is to work on my mobility, flexibility, and doing more yoga. And I... I think being a bodybuilder, I have really gotten away from a lot of that, but I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it. Like I wake up in the morning and I, my body does not feel good. I've lost a lot of my flexibility and I have a lot of problems in my hips. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, I'm 37, but I'm feeling older than that. Like my body doesn't feel good. And so I have made that a really big priority and, and big goal. And then um, be more present and limiting my social media. Listen, oh, when you're building a brand, <clears throat> it is really easy. I know I'm echoing and I'm not exactly sure how to fix I that. I you're an echo. Okay. When you're building a brand on social media, it's really easy to get wrapped up in it. It's so easy to spend a lot of time on there and you're posting all the time, like you're looking at all of your likes and your followers and, you know, lots of engagement and stuff like that. And so when I started my new brand back in, I think it was September maybe that I finally put it out there publicly that I actually had had this business for a while, but I just put it out there publicly. I started spending way too much time on social media and I really want to stop that. And so I really have learned actually on my phone how to set limits on my social media. And it's been really interesting this past week doing that. So I'll teach everybody how to do that sometime because I think it's really important. And then another short term is just to increase my prayer and meditation time. It's really important to me. So some of my more medium goals is to create the digital products and actually get them on the website and then start marketing. I'm also in the process of learning. And that's a big theme for me is learning all of these skills, like learning how to edit the podcast, learning how to create the digital products, learning how to use social media as a tool to market all of that. And so there's a lot of that going on. Another medium goal is to just finish out my competition season and do two, maybe three shows this season. 
I do want to take two road trips this year, somewhere that I've never been. And I have a few different places in mind. Some of my longer term goals is really taking Aspire to another level, like taking my coaching, esthetician success business to another level is really important to me and this podcast as well. So just growing this podcast. And the thing about that that I was just reflecting on last night is that while I do have big goals and like definite financial goals, the thing is I know what we have to offer. And so my my bigger focus is reaching who we need to reach to offer the value that we need to offer to really fulfill our purpose of helping everybody, you know, as beauty professionals be their best selves in every way. And so I also know and want to really put out there that while you can have those types of goals of growing your business or, um, you know, as an esthetician or as a coach or, you know, with your podcast or whatever that is, if your underlying intention is coming from your heart space of helping people, then you're going to get there. And so when I just really need to keep that also at the forefront of my mind. Absolutely. I was reading a book last night that you had sent me and it talked about just that, about basically viewing your job not as a job, but as a calling mm-hmm. that you, it's your purpose. It's your calling in life and you are here to serve and help people. And all of the things that we have on our goal list, like you said, financial and success and whatever else that may be comes along with that. When you are staying true to yourself, when you're acting from the heart mm-hmm. and your main purpose is to serve. And so that's such a good reminder for us both and for our listeners that if you view it as your calling and your purpose and it aligns with who you are, you will align with the people that are meant to hear it or see it or whatever that may be. Yeah. So that's so beautiful. Yeah. I love your goals. I also would like to increase my mobility and flexibility. And I'm wondering if it's like a age 37 thing. I'm also- (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, I don't know. Do you just hit an age where all of a sudden your body is like, I don't know about this. (laughs) I know. Same. I've never experienced this like type of discomfort in my body before where I'm like, it's painful. It is. Literally, you guys, this weekend, I'm only 37, but this weekend I could not sleep at night because my hips (laughs) and my low back hurt so bad. And I was like, wow, this is not acceptable. Like I'm not going to be this type of person that lives like this. (laughs) So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an age thing, if it's a bodybuilding thing, but I'm like literally just starting more hip mobility and stretching every single night and a little bit in the morning. I already f- am like feeling so much better. Yes. It's just your, your body has a way of reminding you like, hey, and I think it, like you can, you can power through your youth. You can, you know, not give pause to your body and pay attention to it, but your body will eventually let you know. Yes. Every um, time. Unfortunately, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. What are some ways that you are preparing to reach your goals, Jess? 
Oh my gosh. So this was such a a good one and I have a lot to say. So bear with me. And I think Tiffany, we're probably just going to collaborate on this question together because I think she's going to say a lot of the same things. So how do I actually prepare to reach my goals is you ha- I have to create a very clear vision, right? And then I tend to work backwards. And so once I know where I'm going, then I'm able to lay this out as far as what needs to be done monthly, what needs to be done weekly, and then what are those daily habits going to have to look like? So that is like my number one biggest tip. Like you're not going to reach your goals if you don't actually know what it takes to get there and you're not actually scheduling that out. And there's multiple ways to do that. I've done it in the past where I've gotten a huge poster board and I've broken it down into months and just put like what what am I going to have to reach every single month in order to get to the end of the year where I want to get to? I've done it that way. So it doesn't really matter how you're doing it, but you have to do that. So create the vision, work backwards. You know, what's it going to take monthly? What's it going to, or quarterly, monthly, weekly? And then what are those daily habits going to have to look like? And that is the number one most important thing that you have to do if you're going to expect to reach your goal. And then the other thing is to literally schedule it out. Like I said, like you really need to put this on your calendar and not only that, but you need to schedule your check-in days, right? So like for me this year, at the last day of every single month, I'm going to revisit my goals and check back in with myself, make sure that I'm on track and make sure that I'm still in alignment. And then also, I do want to add in something I was thinking about this morning. Like, let's say I'm trying to get into meditation more again, right? I used to meditate every single day, sometimes multiple times per day, and I've kind of gotten away from that. I don't boldly go into this saying, I'm going to meditate every single day. Because you want to know what? I'm probably not going to, and I don't want to set myself up for failure. I need to rebuild the habit, and I need to gain the confidence also by actually doing it, right? So so this morning, I was like, I'm going to meditate five times this week, okay? Even if it's just for five minutes, that is going to be my overall goal. So then at the end of the week, when I've done that and I feel really good about it, then I can build on that momentum. So sometimes I think when we want to do these things, we do kind of need to break that down into small, realistic goals that we can meet, feel really amazing about that, and then build that momentum and then eventually it's probably going to turn into an every single day thing. So also don't be afraid to just break things down into little bite size, you know, pieces or on a small scale. That's going to help you build to the bigger scale. And then buy a planner if that helps you. So I actually just received last week and I ordered it a while ago. It's called the Full Focus Planner and I'm really stoked for it. And this is what I'm going to implement this year to keep myself on track. But there's a lot of different tools, you know, that you can buy. Uh, But that always works really well for me. And that's also a really good way. Like if you have that down in a planner on paper, that's how you're able to go back in and check in with yourself as far as where you're at on your timeline of reaching these goals. And then 
on Etsy, they have all sort of templates. If you don't want to spend a bunch of money on, you know, a planner like this, this one was $50, uh, you can buy templates that you can build off of. Like you could either, you know, write down this template on another piece of paper for yourself, or you could have that printed out into 365, you know, pages if you wanted to, or do it like in small chunks at a time. But they have really beautiful templates as far as like your monthly, your daily, your weekly, and gratitude journals and all these things. And so, you know, if you are in a budget, that's a really good resource as well. I'm t- I, I'm gonna tell people like I just told you guys what my goals were, you know, and and Tiffany knows what my goals are, and that's something I've actually never done before is just put it out publicly what I'm trying to achieve, and then I think it's also really important to put your goals where you can see them. I have my goals in my office here and I spend a lot of time in my office. And so I need to see them every day. Sometimes I'll put them on my mirror in my bathroom, and but I do always have them written down in one of my journals that I go through every single morning because the next point is that I personally build affirmations around my goals and I'm a big affirmation girl. I read through them every single morning. Sometimes I say them out loud, but you know, once you have your goals set, you're going to want to build your daily affirmations around reaching those goals. And we could talk about affirmations another time. And then one thing that I do that is so helpful for me, Tiff, I actually don't know if I've ever told you this. I do um, talk about it in my coaching group a lot. I, every single Monday uh, in the morning, like I just did this this morning, one page in my journal, I write January 15th, this week I will. And then I set some just weekly goals for myself to help keep me on track. And then, you know, I check back in on that every single day of the week. So every single morning when I do my affirmations, I also read through that again to remind myself what I'm trying to achieve for this week. I love that so much. actually been a game changer for me and it will tie into something that we, a question that we have a little bit later, Um, but it is a really good tip that I have for people is make, make some commitments to yourself for the week and even for the day. And yeah. that's another thing that we'll get to a little bit later as well. So those are just some things that I do when it comes to being able to build, like, how am I actually going to reach these goals? What am I going to do? That's basically how I do it. And let's see. Another question Well, time management becomes really important in this case too, right? So time management, we could have a whole episode about that. We um, should. But then, you know, so I'm going to let you do yours and then I think we should talk about inspiration. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and and tell us how you reach your goals. How do you make that plan? How do you make that happen or prepare? Mine are very similar to yours. So all the things that you do, except I love that last part that you shared and I'm going to start implementing that is and like have and Monday's a great day of the week to do it. I feel like because you're starting the week fresh. So thank you for that. Mine always starts with vision as well. You guys, if you don't have a vision, if you don't know where you're going, how do you expect to get there, right? Vision is so important. And honestly, vision is only something that I've implemented the last seven, eight months of my life. 
I've always had it. I've always had goals. I've always kind of like kind of knew where I wanted to get there, but getting very, very, very specific about where it is you want to go, who it is you want to be, and then creating an action plan with it, kind of working your way back where it's from that end goal is so powerful. So for me, mine always starts with vision and daily writing. And I have, I have a journal and I prioritize physically writing down my vision. And that's where I get a lot of creativity. That's where I get a lot of ideas and inspiration for myself to not only reach my vision, but you know, new visions come from that vision as well. So every, it's part of my morning routine. I sit and write in my journal and write about my vision and I implement affirmations into that as well. So I have a very specific I am statement for who it is I want to be. And I, as I write, it's, I am this, 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 I'm already writing as that person and then creating, like I said, ideas and more vision and creativity and an action plan around that. And that really helps me reach my goal. So I think that's very powerful as well. I all definitely prayer, definitely some spiritual connection to reach my goals. Right. Um, so I implement that daily and I really try to prioritize that somewhere within my day. I really try hard to end my day with prayer and gratitude and then to start my day as well. That's not always, it's not very specific right now, but that is on one of my goal lists too, to bring that back. Sharing my goals with others. That's also something that I've never done. I've always kept them very close to my heart because I have always felt that if I let them out, that I'm going to lose them or something, or they're going to get away from me or someone's going to take them. Just, I've always like operated that with a very narrow mindset. And so now sharing with others it's kind of a layered, has a layered effect because it not only helps keep you accountable, like you said, because now I'm sharing it with the public and with friends. <laughs> I kind of got to do what I'm going to say I'm going to do, but I feel like it also creates this universal force that's going to help you align with who you want to become. So it's so powerful to share your vision and your goals with other people and to just always remember going back to like having that limited mindset is what is meant for you isn't going to pass you by. It's definitely meant for you. So having these goals on your heart, they're there for a reason. And even if they seem so unreachable, they're there for a reason. And they're there because you are a powerful, creative human being and that you do have the power to reach your goals. And then I also revisit my goals often. I check in, I reassess, I reevaluate, make sure that they are still in alignment and it is what I still want, because definitely I've made some goals and then I've gotten down the road, other things have happened and I realized, you know, this isn't actually what I want. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's relieving. Sometimes, you know, can't really gauge on how that's going to go. So I do think it's very important to revisit your goals often, however that looks for you. So to have them up in front of you, to create a dream board, however that looks, definitely go back and revisit them often. And then, like you said as well, schedule time to work on your goals. And that's also something too that I'm just now starting to do um, because before I would like, you know, create these goals, put them out there and then just kind of think, well, you know, they'll happen if they'll happen. Getting specific on reaching those goals. Yes, a lot of my goals have still happened. 
Also, they probably would have happened a lot sooner if I would have just dedicated some actual time on my schedule, scheduled it in to reach those goals and to just, even if I don't reach them, to have that time to focus and work on them. And then always staying committed to my morning and evening routine. That's an important one for me. And that one is directly correlated with my success and what I set out to do. So we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely want to touch on the inspiration aspect of this. Um, Just to give you guys kind of a number two, the number two question was ways that you prepare to reach your goals. And then, you know, what are the daily habits, lifestyle and routines? And then one thing that Tiffany put in there was, you know, inspiration. Like where do you gain basically the inspiration to reach your goals? So I have a lot to say about, you know, where I kind of find this inspiration is or how do I like stay inspired? So here's some ways. I love podcasts. I've already, you know, put that out there how much I love that. And so I do very intentionally listen to very inspirational podcasts. Um and then I think posting your goals where you can see them should really inspire you. Following inspiring people on social media, I can't say this enough. You control what you see, you guys. And so get rid of what doesn't make you feel good and just keep more on your feed of what makes you feel really good and what inspires you. I'm very inspired by other people. I'm not a, I don't compare myself to other people. I actually think that's weird. (laughs) I actually, and I'm grateful that I'm that way because I know that a lot of people struggle with it, but I'm inspired by so many people. Um, And then surrounding yourself with inspiring people. I actually love people who are more successful than I am. Um, It keeps me single, to be honest with you. Like one of the reasons I'm usually not in a relationship is because I'm only attracted to people who are a lot further ahead in life than I am. Um, But that goes for your friend group too. You know, I really don't enjoy being surrounded by people who do not inspire me and people who don't bring out that like greatness in me and also challenge me. Like I'm really challenged by people who are super successful and inspiring. I am really inspired by the people that I work with in Eminence. Like my spa partners really inspire me. In my coaching group, it really, they definitely inspire me because I get, you know, their success creates a lot of inspiration within me and also validates that I'm on the right path. And that's always inspiring and pushes me to keep going and growing. And then I'm really inspired by my future self and my past self. Mm, I love that. What I mean by this is that I am really good at honoring who and where I have been because I know that I have fought to be the person that I am today. And so I'm really inspired by that. I'm really inspired by my past vision of myself. And then, of course, I'm really inspired by my future vision of myself as well. And so I do spend a lot of time in thought and honoring those different versions of me. And and I think that that's something that is unique to be able to hold uh, also holds you accountable to yourself. <laughs> And so I'm really inspired by that. And then I'm inspired by, like I said, holding myself accountable. 
you know, when it comes to accountability, I think that it's great to be accountable to other people, right? You should have an accountability buddy and <clears throat> that works really well for people. I actually hold myself to such a high standard of accountability. It almost doesn't matter how much I put it out there to other people because I I'm very accountable to myself, right? Very accountable to my past self, accountable to my present self, accountable to my future self because I am the one who goes to bed with myself every single night and I'm the one that wakes up to me every single morning. And so that's really important to me that I'm feeling really good about where I'm at with everything. And then also be I'm very inspired by being held accountable by higher powers, by my creator by the spirit side of me. And also I'm very inspired by thinking about mortality. And I, I've said that before and it sounds morbid to people, but I really always think, you know, what if I die tomorrow? What if I have a year left to live? Or how am I going to feel when it is my time? Am I really going to feel like I did everything that I possibly could? Because I think a, a, the version of hell that haunts me the most is being on my deathbed and being faced with everything that I had wanted to accomplish and could have accomplished while I was here and all the people that I could have helped and all the amazing things that I could have done that I, that I didn't do. And I'm inspired by that every single day. I love that so much. And that's really like taking your vision and your goals <clears throat> and just, you know, fast forwarding them to the end of your life mm -hmm. and working backwards from there. Yep. And I love that inspiration too. And I do the same. I love to be inspired by people who are just ahead of me, who are basically out of reach of where I'm at yet I know that I can get there, right? Those are the people that inspire me the most. And I have two things to touch on on this. Also, you guys pay attention to when you're trying to reach your goals, when you're setting goals, your low vibration energy that bring your vibration down. I think that is so important. And to just be aware of it, you know, things like what you're consuming, like you said, on social media, in everyday life, people that bring you down, people that don't want the best for you, um, you know, certain lifestyle habits that can bring your vibe down. Just pay attention to that because they are going to matter when you're trying to reach your goals for sure. I forgot what my second topic was or my second thing. Anyways, we'll move on. Well, I think that's really important to touch on too is you know, being self-aware enough to figure out what those things are for you. I know exactly what brings my vibes down. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that I don't still, you know, consume it, you know, at times. But when your internal thermometer is set to a point of where you know you feel your best, then it will be really easy to get back up there and it'll be really easy to tell when you're not there, right? And it's little things and it's big things. It's, you know, it, as small as um, not saying your prayers is going to bring your vibe down, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's big things too, like what you're – and Tiffany and I have talked about this before, like drinking too much – is going to bring your vibes down. Eating a lot of sugar is going to bring your vibes down. Not following through on your commitments to yourself. Um, not following through on whatever, you know, health habits you have. 
to not showing up to work on time. Like it's a little bit of everything. You really want to pay attention to your vibes and that internal thermometer that you have because it really is going to determine your success because when your vibes get really low, you're not going to give a crap about them. No. Your vibes literally get so low that you're like, I don't care anymore. And or you're going to question everything and then you're going to doubt yourself Mm -hmm. and and you're going to let persecutors and victims of in your circle get to you and bring your vibe down as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's basically just like you've got this open wound that is going to like get infected. Yeah. You know, it's a big awareness. Yeah. And it's different for everyone. But I think the first step to that is just being aware and to really paying attention to how you feel in your body, how you feel in certain situations and around certain people, and then sitting with that feeling and then kind of taking an assessment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like literally at the end of the day, if you are like, today sucked, I had such a bad day. I just want to go to bed. I just want to be done with it. Why? Why? Like go through your day and figure out what that was. And that's how you're going to get aware of it, right? And then on the flip side, if you had an amazing day, awesome. Yeah. What did I do today that got me to this vibe? Like, what did that look like? And the more that you do that, the more you're going to have such a clear vision of what it is that is high vibe for you and what it is that's low vibe for you. Absolutely. And take accountability too, and then write it down. Write down the high vibes and then seek them out every single day. Yes. Love this. I love this so much. Okay. Things you're going to stop doing this year. (laughs) Over scrolling (laughs) and overspending. Over what was the first word? Over scrolling. Scrolling. Andy calls it doom scrolling. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 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 Those, in a sense, are low vibe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just, yeah. such a, it's such a waste. Even if it is inspiring content, Yeah. you know, really good example is now that I know how to set time limits on my social media, it kicks me off. You guys, you can do that. It'll kick you off yeah. of your social media when you hit your, your daily limit. And look, I published our podcast this week. <laughs> I yeah. like actually got so much done and so much accomplished this week because I set those limits on myself and stopped scrolling, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What because scrolling can, is so mindless and it, it feels good. It's like a dopamine hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's such a deterrent and I think it definitely adds to our anxiety yeah. overall. It really does. It does. It's such a, it is the biggest waste of time. The biggest waste of time. And it's such a bad habit. Such a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah, It's addicting for sure. Yeah. What are you going to stop doing? Um, looking to others to validate my actions and decisions. This is a big one for me. Um, this is different than seeking out advice. Mm -hmm. Um, I have gotten in just such a bad habit and it goes back to my word of the year of trusting myself. Um, you guys, I, I have a bad habit of going to sources and like asking for validation on something that I should or should not do. And I'm going to stop doing that because it doesn't serve me. Also, they're not like whoever I'm going to doesn't see my vision fully. I can share it with them, but they're not, they're not me. They're not in it. They're, you know, so I, there is a difference between seeking out advice and then 
it's the validation part for me that I'm just going to stop doing. And then I'm going to also stop thinking it's the end of the world when something doesn't work out for me because <laughs> I've just very much learned, especially in the last year, that it's usually better when something doesn't go the way I think that it should go. There's something better in store for me on the other side that I just can't see yet. And because, um, you know, when things don't go my, I love control and I like to just have a tight grip on things in my life. And when they don't go my way, it can tailspin me and that's not healthy. And of course, I, you know, in reality, none of us have control over anything, right? It's just an illusion. So it's not serving me or my higher good or my vision. So um, I'm just going to trust in the fact that if something doesn't work out, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And there's really probably something better in store for me anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to stop doing. I love that. What are some things you're going to continue to do this year? Taking massive, messy action mm-hmm. <laughs> and putting myself out there, even though it's like quite uncomfortable. It's quite uncomfortable, but you know, I you don't really have a choice when you're starting to to build a brand, especially as you know, a, a coach and a mentor and having a podcast. It's just part of it. So yeah, I just want to continue moving forward with that. You know, I started that momentum back in like September or October. I don't remember when that was. Um, just going to stay on that train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that is important to note too, is to kind of keep with the momentum while it's there. Yeah. And then just allow kind of like riding a wave. Right. Yeah. And um, I love that so much. I... I'm going to continue to go to bed at a certain time. I set myself a bedtime last year and I've stuck to it during the week. And it's been so freaking amazing and helpful. It's been hard at times, especially when that's the time that Ryan and I have is at night after the kids go to bed and stuff like that. But I just realized it doesn't serve my higher good or my success for the next day when I stay up really late. Um, I'm going to continue going to therapy. I started going to therapy a little over a year ago. So I'm going to continue that journey. And then I'm also going to continue to be mentored. I have my own mentor and my own life coach. We'll call her aside from my therapist. And it's been so powerful. And I think everybody needs a mentor or a coach or a someone in their life who can help them through their stuff. Yeah to look up to and to be a resource. Yeah. Those are what I'm going to continue. I love that. Such great answers. What are you going to start doing this year? Yoga Mm. and somatic, (coughs) sorry, somatic healing work. Yes. Yeah. Actually. (sighs) Yeah. Have you started already? Do you know like what that looks like? Like that routine, like yoga, I know, but somatic. I'm just going to do yoga on Sundays, um, but the somatic, I'm going to start doing that about twice a week. I've been doing it about once a week, but I haven't settled on an exact program. 
So it's kind of out there, right? I've put it out there to, you know, let me find what I need to find to help uh, do that somatic healing. And I'm still looking for it. So I, that, that's kind of where a lot of like the hip stretching and hip mobility and stuff has come into play is kind of me starting to go down that road and start that process. And I've done just a couple of YouTubes that I have found that I really liked. Um, so I haven't found the exact one and the exact routine yet, but it's very much in my awareness and I'm taking those small steps to make it a bigger part of everything that's going on with my with my new like daily routines and daily goals i love that so much we yeah. keep us posted if you do find a program you love i will absolutely yeah mm -hmm. yeah um it's also on my goal list that's interesting yeah um or that i'm gonna start doing this year do you have any more i don't think so that's that was the first thing that came to mind. So I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with that. Love that. Something I'm gonna start doing this year is to own my roles. So like my role as a leader and my role as a coach and a mentor. Like like you said, it it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. to to grow and to step outside of yourself and to step into a new role. So it's really something that I am focusing on and bringing attention to is to just own it. Like this is where I am and to really succeed in that role. I think that it's important to take ownership of it now, even while it's messy action and I don't quite know what I'm doing and it's going to come along the way. Yeah. Definitely say yes to new adventures and, and opportunities. My knee jerk reaction to stuff like that is always no. <laughs> I can't. I'm busy. No. Yeah. I know. So that's really something that I would love to start doing this year. So we're going to plan our trip to Stanley? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, later on my list, we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, I will say another thing that I'm going to start doing this year that I, I really don't have a choice at this point now that I'm managing really three different businesses with Eminence, with my coaching business, and everything that's going to come along with that and now the podcast is I have to schedule myself even more. <laughs> I have to schedule myself even better than I have in the past, right? So I'm going to have to schedule in social media creation time, podcast time, website time, digital product time. My time management is going to have to go to an entirely different level. And um, that does also include one thing that I started doing last year that I'm going to do again this year, just to go back to that question, is I actually pre-scheduled all the time off that I wanted. I don't even know if I ever told you about that, but I was like, I'm going on this trip and I'm going, you know, and then I'm going to take these days and I'm going to do this. And so I actually blocked time off on my schedule and I held myself actually to a very good boundary with it. I think there was like one chunk of days that I had scheduled off for myself in September. I did end up taking that off of my calendar, but I stuck to every single chunk of time that I marked off for myself. So that's like my time management and my schedule is going to have to look very, very different in order for me to be as high performing as I'm going to need to be and fit in the travel adventure time that is a big part of my life also. 
Yeah, because that's so important for you. Very important. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's such a good point, especially to draw attention to the estheticians and beauty professionals that are listening, because we very much believe and teach you need to pre-book your clients yeah. to come back. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's very easy to have your schedule filled three to four months in advance. Yeah. And if you don't schedule your time off or things that you want to prioritize that is not within the treatment room or working, you're not going to get that time off because you're already going to have clients on your books. And freaking stick to it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I um, start coaching a single esthetician, especially one who is like fairly new to the industry, the first conversation I have with them is about boundaries. And so your work stays at work. You get your admin done while you're at work. You schedule your days off. You schedule your time off. You And you stick to it. You don't – your clients don't work – your – gosh, Mandy says this all the time. It's um, your business – should work around your life. Your life should not work around your business. And and that's up to you, right? That is up to you. That's your responsibility. And even when I had that conversation with them, you know, uh, two years later, checking in with them on that, they've lost all their boundaries. And so I have to remind them again, you're overwhelmed right now and your mind is a mess and you feel like you're not getting anything accomplished because you have lost your boundaries. And so- yeah, you have to schedule in all that time, but you have to stick to that. You have to have very, very hard boundaries with yourself. My own boundaries have been a little bit blurry lately after losing my assistant. I've been working a lot more on weekends than I normally do and kind of responding more than I have. And so I actually had to revisit that boundary myself this weekend. Um, But it's so important, you guys. I've just watched people literally walk away and sell their business because they couldn't keep their boundaries and it was too, too much for them. Their lives were revolving way too much around their business and they've sold and walked away from successful businesses because of it. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to get to that point. No, get really comfortable saying the word no. You will always have clients that push you on your boundaries too. And it is hard. It's hard to stick to your boundaries. And I know, especially all the new estheticians that are listening to this, their biggest fear is they're going to miss out on that client. That client's going to go somewhere else or go down the road or not come back. If you say I'm taking vacation in March, I'm sorry, I can't wax your eyebrows. Mm -hmm. That is, I understand that fear because I used to live in that fear as well. So I understand it. At the same time, if you're, you want clients that respect you and you want clients that respect your boundaries, you don't want those clients that don't. If let them go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Going to be better for you in the long run to lose that client, keep the ones that do respect you, and then that just creates space for more clients that align with your boundaries. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I love that. Okay. (laughs) What are some ways that you motivate yourself, yourself, especially when it gets really hard? Listen up, you guys. motivation, you've got to take it off the table. Like I am so sorry, but thinking that you're going to be motivated to do hard things all the time, like you're insane. That's not a thing. The most successful people are not motivated every single day. We just live lives of discipline. I'm the only thing that I'm really motivated by that does, like I can say I'm continually motivated by the outcome feeling of something. 
right? So I know when I go crush this workout, I'm going to feel awesome and it's going to allow the rest of my day to flow exactly the way that it needs to. And then I'm not going to have to worry about it later. So yes, it's worth getting up at 5 a.m. to go get that in, right? Because I know how that's going to feel. So that's, you know, motivation, like you're motivated by how something is going to feel once you have completed it. But like motivation is such a fleeting thing that I swear like that is all that you can even be motivated by. Um, But other than that, like you just have to build the daily habits and the discipline that are going to get you to where you want to be so that it's not a thought. It's not an option. There's not, uh, you know, I'm going to sleep in today. No, not an option because the, the goal is there. The discipline is there. The habits are there. The why is there. And you know, you're going to feel awesome when you achieve it. And so motivation kind of ends up being taken off of the table. You know, it's like such a fallacy and people, how are you so motivated all the time. I'm like, bro, nobody is motivated all the time. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't doesn't work. Like I am not motivated to eat healthy every single day. I'm not motivated to do the workouts that I do. I'm not motivated to sit down at my computer until 1am, you know, on the weekends. But do I do it? I do because I know how it's going to feel. I know what my goals are. And so I'm just going to make that happen whether or not I freaking feel like doing it or not, because I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you guys, this was a trick question. <laughs> I knew it was. Like, as soon yeah. as I saw it, I was like, she wants to have this conversation. Yes. And I'm oh. so glad you went there because I know your feelings on motivation and you're exactly right. And I think anytime somebody tells you, you need to do this to stay motivated, you need to, you know, all these things, motivation isn't real. It's mm-hmm. not motivation does not serve you and it's not going to serve you. You can stay motivated for a while for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the minute you fall off, you're finding that motivation to do something you don't want to do. It's just not going to work. There's no. nothing there. So like Jess said, attaching yourself to that feeling on the other side of the hard thing that it is you need to do is really what will serve you to get there. And yeah, for sure. Discipline, consistency, motivation is not real. It's just not, you guys. It's so temporary. We've had this conversation as well. Motivation and balance. Like get rid of it. Get rid of thinking that that's a thing. Nope. Absolutely not. I'm so glad you went there. Uh, I can't not. The bigger picture, picture, like you said, that's where it comes back to. You have to have a vision. You have to have a bigger picture. And then you have to know where you're going so that you can attach yourself to the feeling of what it's going to feel like to get there. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could talk about that all day. I know. Me too. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) There's some ways that you find and keep your confidence. Because as you said, you don't compare yourself to other people. No. You are (laughs) one of the most confident people I know. And I admire that in you. So I'd love to know some ways that you find it and keep it. Yeah. Such a great question. When When I read this yesterday, when you sent this over, I gain confidence by keeping promises and commitments to myself and accomplishing my big goals. I use evidence of my past that I know what I'm doing and that I am who I say I am. Yes. So that's really number one. Um, I also find confidence in knowing that I'm a conduit or a channel for what needs to be brought into the world. And that means, you know, so many different things. And so what I mean by that, and Tiffany knows this about me, when I'm training and teaching, I like, I kind of step aside a little bit and just let whatever needs to come out, come out, especially 
in front of a large group of people, I stay really focused on knowing that it's not about me and that's how I'm able to train on the level that I do and educate on the level that I do is just that it's not it's it's not about me it's about the information that needs to come out of me that's really valuable for other people and so I'm able to stand up there really confidently because I just am not thinking that it has anything to do with me at all it's just about the information that is coming out and so it makes it really easy. It makes it seem like I, you know, might be super confident. The truth is that I really believe in what's coming out of my mouth and how valuable it is for you and, and how much I can help you. And so I get a lot of confidence out of that. And then let's see. <laughs> Basically, uh, you know, it's not about me. And that takes a ton of pressure off, right? And then you know, the last thing is that confidence just comes from repeated action and doing things over and over again, right? So I am confident because I've been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> so the more you do something, the more confident you're going to be because you learned like you've just done it so many times and you have evidence of your success. And so it just keeps the ball rolling. I also don't care what people think about me because I don't think that people are thinking about me. Yes. So Ooh, that's a good one. I'm People sorry, are but like themselves. mic drop, like nobody cares. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, I don't stand up in front of a room of people and think that I'm being judged. I'm not. Like they're probably thinking about what they want to eat for lunch. Like I don't live with this fallacy of like thinking that I'm that important that everybody's like judging me, right? Because they just aren't. And I like that just changes my entire life because I have worked with women who are the opposite and I see what that does to them. And I'm just like, bro, nobody like you trust me, you're not that special. Nobody's thinking about you. Nobody's judging you because we're all too busy thinking about ourselves, right? We're just thinking about what we have going on in our lives, you know, our to-do list, what I want to eat for lunch. <laughs> like you're just not, it's not, that's not how the world works. And so I wish that I could just take that no inside of me and put it inside of every other freaking woman because it would take so much pressure off of you and you would have such a higher quality life if you would just realize no one's thinking about you. Nobody's judging you. So just go be confident. Go be who you are and don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. It's gold. It's so true. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, I am the same. I keep the promises I make to myself and that builds confidence because you're telling yourself mm -hmm. your subconscious when you make a promise to yourself and then you don't keep that promise, you're telling your subconscious that you can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. So it's the exact same for the opposite. When you keep the promises you make to yourself and that creates a little level of confidence that you can build on. Mm -hmm. And then I also, I always find my confidence on the other side of the hard thing, right? When oh, I have to so speak. good. It's always there waiting for me. And I can always pull some confidence from that because like you said, I've got life experience now and I've got past experiences of confidence. So my advice to anyone listening who's trying to build confidence is it always will come on the other side of the hard thing that you need to do. And it'll be there waiting for you and just like holding on to that feeling, knowing that it'll be there for you, maybe can help you get there. Absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I know that we both love Jen Gottlieb and uh, I, a lot of what we both just said has, 
has come from her stuff we already know, but she's awesome. So, um, you know, one thing that she said that I've started doing is when I do my daily gratitude journal, which we're going to talk about in just a second, I've actually written in a section, you know, that bottom section, the one that I sent you, that journal says, how am I going to find gratitude today or practice gratitude today? I crossed that out (laughs) and I actually wrote in, you know, like what uh, commitments am I going to keep to myself today? And I choose anywhere between one and three, because again, that's like creating that small momentum of keeping those commitments to yourself to build the confidence and, you know, starting that like domino effect. And so that's another way to gain confidence is like make yourself a promise every day, small promise, keep it and then keep going. And then you can reflect back on it too and say, I kept that promise, which creates more gratitude and more confidence and more momentum. Oh, I love that. So beautiful. So fun. How are some ways that you pick yourself up after you've fallen? And by fall, I mean maybe have lost your vision or have detoured from your goals or have just like you're down. Everybody gets down. It happens to everyone. It's inevitable. Trying to avoid it is stupid because it's going to happen. So what are some ways that you can back up? I settle. I literally stick to my daily habits, you know, and that's what I was talking before about having that internal thermometer. I know when I feel good and I know when I don't, right? And so I know the things that bring me back up into a high vibe and what gets me going, what keeps me feeling good. And that's why I'm so grateful for my daily habits is because even when I am going through grief, even when I've lost my vision, even when I do, and I do get wildly depressed in in small spurts, I just am like, I I know what it's going to take for me to feel better again and exactly what needs to be done to do that. And so I just literally continue falling on my daily habits and um, get myself back into a routine of doing all those things that make me feel really good. And I know the momentum and the vibe that that's going to bring me. And then so much prayer yeah, and so much grace. You know, if you've lost your vision for yourself or you're wildly depressed or whatever that is, have some grace for yourself. Don't don't berate yourself. That's the one thing that I don't do. I do not berate myself or get myself down for losing vision for a second, for, you know, feeling depressed, for feeling like I've just had it with everything and everybody. I really just allow myself to be in that space also. And I've learned to just have an insane amount of grace for myself too. Absolutely. It's so important. And I would, I would say the same for myself as well as having a lot of grace because like I said, everybody falls into the pit. We all do it. Everybody does. And it's inevitable. And having grace for when you're there and feeling it, I try to really let myself feel it. I've spent most of my life running from my feelings and they always catch up with me. And always when they do, it's like tenfold of when I, if I had just felt it when I was in it. And having that grace, lots of prayer, but then also like not continuing to victimize myself or or persecute myself either. So I always go back to my vision and always 
I go back to my vision to let that refuel me. But then, like you said, as well, going back to my daily routines, because that's like a baseline for me. Yes. I know that that brings me peace and calm. And it is something that I can control. So when I feel like I've fallen into the pit, maybe because I've lost control, that is something that I can go back to that gives me some control, which we're going to talk about here on the next one. And I also will reach out to my mentors or my coach or my therapist or whatever. I definitely use them as a resource too. Yeah. Love it. So this leads us into our next one, the importance of Mm -hmm. having a morning routine and what yours looks like. Oh my gosh. I personally think it is the most important thing. You know, when my coaching groups, it's the first thing that we cover. We we first go into time management and then we go into morning routines. And the reason for that is because most of us as most of us, right? Especially if you're a mom and especially if you're a business owner, your days get hijacked. I don't care what's on your schedule. Your schedule's going to get messed up that day right? Every single day I have a schedule for myself, but something happens and it gets thrown off. And so for me, I started having a morning routine to have that time set aside to pour into myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And it feels really good to be up very early, pouring into yourself and setting the tone for your day so that number one, you have done that for yourself that day. So even if your day gets hijacked, you had your you time. And the reason why your you time is so important is because you cannot serve fully. You can't, your family, your friends, your significant other, the people that you work with, your clients, you cannot pour into them and serve them to the best of your ability when your cup is empty. So having that morning routine sets the tone, gives you your you time, and it allows you to fully serve. And we all need more of our me time in our lives. And it just, it really blows my mind when I first start a coaching group and I'm going through their questionnaire. Most of the things that they want to accomplish could be accomplished if they woke up an hour earlier. Not even kidding. I, I Every single time I'm like, hey, the first thing that we need to talk about <laughs> is y'all need to get out of bed just a little bit earlier. We need to somehow figure out a way to get you out of bed earlier to you know get you a morning to yourself and a lot of moms are very resistant to it they're like I already got up really early and this and that and I need my sleep and I don't go to bed until too late and I'm like fine but we've got to figure this out like we've got to figure out how to make this work for you because I personally don't think there's anything more important than a morning routine and I can say to you that I started my first morning routine like January 1st of 2020 and I don't even remember where it came from why I started doing that but that is when the entire trajectory of my life just shifted dramatically dramatically the testimony for everyone to hear I mean literally oh, like multiple six figures set me on a totally spiritual path, changed the trajectory of my career. You know, I really found who I was by giving myself that time in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. And same, you have to have your own time. And as a mom, I can 
give testimony to it, it is hard. It's so hard because you're tired, you're burnt out. It's hard when you're not, right? I literally can't imagine being a mom. And sometimes I do feel bad when I'm like, I don't care if you're a mom. We've got to figure this out because it's hard. I think it's even more important if you have people that are depending on you first thing out of the bag in the morning that are just jammering at you and they're needy (laughs) and they're all the things and you're like, oh my gosh, stop. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. let me pour my coffee for a second. So important. And I, I completely agree. Morning routine is so important. Mine, I only implemented less than a year ago into my life and it has changed my life. I've watched it happen. I've watched it happen. Yeah. You have to have your own time and it has to be very intentional, I would say. And so, and success for a morning routine is setting yourself up, up for success the night before. This is something that I didn't learn right away. So I'll go through my morning routine and then I'll let you go through yours. This is how mine looks. Um, The night before I get my water ready, I fill it up with ice and it's waiting for me on the counter. I also set my workout clothes because working out is part of my morning routine in the bathroom. This is something, it's so silly that I didn't realize this, that I never would get my workout clothes out of the drawer and go take them in the bathroom so they're waiting for me. And that, I feel like, was such a deterrent because I would be digging around in the dark. I'd have to, you know, shuffle for my shoes. And it was just such a deterrent. Having them waiting for me on the bathroom counter the night before, big game changer for me. So silly, I know. So my alarm will go off at 4.53. I am up and moving and, like, have done the bathroom, got my contacts in. By 5, I immediately expose myself to light. I will turn on the bathroom light, the hall light, you know, everybody else's doors are closed. So they're, it's not like waking everybody else up, but I feel I used to like sneak around in the dark and even have like low dimmed light when I would start working out. And I think light just energizes your system. It just, it's like, turns it on like a light switch. I'll drink water that I prepare the night before. I always get my workout clothes on, even if I don't feel like it. I will literally pull my leggings on as I'm like trying to talk myself out of working out for whatever reason. Working out is always like a struggle for me. I always feel so good on the other side of it. But if I get my workout clothes on, then I then it just gets me closer. It's just like this internal something that is like, okay, well, I have them on. So now I'm going to do something, right? I'm going to move my body. I will pray. I'll do some sort of movement. I'll do an exercise or I'll lift or I'll do yoga or I'll do something. That's really important. And then I will do my vision writing. So I'll sit and write in my journal and or I'll meditate, but I always write. That is all I give myself an hour. All within an hour. I don't look at my phone. I make it very intentional. I'll, I'll have my workout on my phone, but I still have my do not disturb on. So I don't look at my email. I don't look at social media. And this was something that was hard because that was one of the first things I did in the morning when I got out of bed before I did all the other important things. And it is such a deterrent. And so that is like a hard piece of advice I would have to give. If you really want to stick to your morning routine and you want to prioritize the things you want to get done sorry, before your family or whatever else starts in your day, don't get detoured by email and social media. Don't look at your phone. Like literally don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Do not pick it up. Just don't even look at it. If you can do what you need to do, like with your workout or whatever, without your phone, even better. Leave it on the charger in the bedroom if you can. 
you know, or leave it, put it on the counter and then go do your stuff and then come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Love that. Yeah. Great piece of advice. How does yours look? Um, yeah, I guess I do kind of start getting ready the night before I get my Stanley ready. <laughs> Thanks to Tiffany for uh, <laughs> getting me on the Stanley bed. It's a story for another time. <laughs> but I get my Stanley ready with my water and my electrolytes and get my coffee ready. I'm a really big believer in starting each day completely fresh. I wake, like, make sure my kitchen is clean. There's no clutter in the house. I mean, to the best of my ability, uh, it's pretty easy because I'm single. I just have a cat. So, you know, (laughs) Um, but I do think it's so important to set yourself up for success the night before so you can have a successful morning routine. So um, I wake up uh, anywhere between five and seven. Actually, I don't have a set time that I wake up because sleep is also a huge priority for me. Um, So I make sure that I get at least six hours of sleep, like upwards sometimes, you guys, to like nine. And so I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is start drinking my water with electrolytes and rehydrating my body. I wander into the kitchen. My cat runs up to me. She wants to be held for a while. And so I hold her while I make my coffee. Um, I take my supplements. My supplements are already sitting out waiting for me. And then I go into the sunroom with her and I turn on my plant lights. And that's the light that I use in the morning because that's like that the sun sunlight <laughs> You know, my plant life. And I pray immediately. I light a candle. I have a white, white, white sage candle and incense. And I have that burning while I say my prayers. And then I do my gratitude journal. And then I go through my affirmations, my weekly commitments, glance at my goals. And then I read. Um, And then I get ready to work out and my workouts are very long, right? I go to the gym for about an hour and a half at a time. And so that's a whole other part of my morning routine. So my personal morning routine takes hours, you know, so I'm up hours before I have to start any work. So I get ready and go to the gym, go to the gym, do my thing. I also like to have a slower time getting ready. I really don't like to be rushed when I'm getting ready in the morning. And I like to have a nice breakfast, not elaborate, but I like to have that be a part of my time in the morning that is not rushed. So um, I also don't look at anything. Sometimes I'll start glancing at emails and stuff when I'm at the gym just to kind of get an idea of what needs to happen within my day, you know, if anything's come up, if I, you know, get special emails or or whatever and text messages and stuff like that, but that also is a hard boundary for me that I don't glance at my phone, at my text messages, at my emails until I'm really mentally ready to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because and, you're you're staying in control of that when you decide that you're there. Yes. Right? Instead of your phone just immediately blaring at you and sending you information that your system is just not ready for, mm-hmm. yet you have still all these things that you want to prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just going to get in the way. And we'll do a whole episode about morning routines, but I think it is really important to just figure out what is going to work for you and how much time that takes. Like if I Our next question is, how do you maintain yours, especially when you don't want to? And the thing is, is that your morning routine is always going to shift and change, right? The timing of it, what you're doing within your morning routine. 
you know, so I actually never get away from my morning routine, even if that just means that I say my prayers and, you know, read a page in a book or something. I still always do something. It's just not always as elaborate, but it usually is. <laughs> it usually is. And I don't personally struggle with my morning routine because it. I've been doing it for a long time. You know, there was a portion of probably two spurts that I went in last year where I did get off track with it for the first time. But again, like my internal thermometer is set to where I love it. I need it. I enjoy it. I understand the purpose of it. I know how much it has blessed my life and changed my life. And so it's really easy for me to get back into it too. Yeah. Same. I think it's easy I can get detoured sometimes, especially really mine when I'm detoured, it's because I'm low on sleep Yeah, and you can't expect to like, okay, I'm going to get up at 4am when you're going to bed at 1130 or midnight, right? Sleep is king and sleep is so important. Yes. So you have to be realistic about that. And it's okay to like get up later when you have some whatever that's keeping you up later at night and to adjust it accordingly. And it doesn't have to be super rigid, like you can be flexible and let it just flow where it should meet you where your life is at. And it should still also be a priority though, too. Like you said, you can condense it. Say if you're traveling or if it's vacation or whatever, you can still do some version of your morning routine. Yes. It doesn't have to be maybe as elaborate. So that's really what I've learned to do. And that's helped me maintain it. by being a little bit flexible with mine. Yes, I would agree with that, especially as a mom. Yeah, because, you know, when your kid is maybe had the flu and you've been up all night changing sheets and helping them, then, of course, you're not going to be able to, like, function and get out of bed at 5 in the morning. Maybe you are, but you you don't have to, like, go with the ebbs and flow of life. That's fine. Getting clear on what you want to prioritize in your morning, though, I think is a good start. And then setting yourself up for success. We let's we should plan a whole morning routine. Up. <laughs> and I can talk about this for an hour at least. Yes, and you have your challenge group going on right now. Yeah. So I'd love to, you know, talk about that on a podcast sometime and do a whole episode yeah. about it. Let's plan it. Okay. I love that too. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, we have one more question for each other. What are some resources? that you are going to utilize this year to help you reach your goals, to help you keep your vision, to help you get to where you're going. I left this one blank. I It's so, it's such a good question. It was almost so reflective that I'm like, dang. Um, So, well, the one thing I will say is like I was saying earlier, I'm really open to learning the skills that I need in order to carry through on the podcast and my online business. And so I already have courses on that, right? So we have Jenna Kutcher's podcast course. I have Brie Gross Digital selling course. And so that was kind of the initial answer that came to me is finding those resources to help me learn the skills that I need is what's going to help me achieve what I need to achieve. Absolutely. And like the first part of that sentence you said was staying open to it. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at right now. I don't have some concrete answers to this question, but I am very open to what's going to align with mm-hmm. where I want to go and where I want to end this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the, just like some broad ideas is 
I would love to collaborate with people who have the influence I want. Yeah. That is something that I would love to see happen. I don't know who those people are or how that's going to look. I would love to attend maybe a retreat this year of some sort. Again, I don't have anything concrete. I don't even, you know, know what's out there because I haven't looked, but I'm open to that. And maybe that even looks like you and I going to Stanley and maybe, you know, doing that. So, um, and I think to just lean on the resources I already have in my back pocket, like you said, Jenna Kutcher's course, we have a lot of resources already that maybe we or I haven't even um, fully, you know, engaged with yeah. or taken advantage of. Same. So that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Very open, trying to be just flexible on what might land in my lap. Yeah. And I think that is the most important part. And that's something that I actually pray for every day is, you know, whatever needs to happen and come into my life to help me get there, like just show me, you know, just let me know, show me. And and then you'll just know it, it will just drop in, you know, that resource and your intuition is going to be like, yep, this is it. And yeah. so, and I think that that can look a lot of different ways, whether or not that's courses or, you know, maybe there's sometimes there's even something on your heart and then you like open a book, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, there's the answer. Or you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, yep, that was just exactly what I needed. Like, I think that resources is a broad term. And I think that yeah. resources are everywhere to help you get to where you want to be because this is such a beautifully designed uh, divine matrix that we're living in. So as long as you are open to it, those resources are going to be there for you if you're in alignment with your greater purpose. And staying open to it, I just want to touch on this. Something that I've had to learn is generally what you ask for and what you want is delivered in, in ways that you don't expect in different ways. So having like, how do I say this? Having the idea of how something is going to come or the outcome or not the outcome, but say you're praying for a certain thing. Okay. And then it's delivered to you in a way that you didn't expect or by a person that, you know, you didn't think could be that resource for you. So that's really what we mean by staying Mm -hmm. open to it. Not having this idea of exactly how it's going to come because that's what you have perceived in your mind generally doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And it could even be our mastermind group. <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this, like in the future, um, we are starting our our first. So I've been doing mastermind groups for a couple of years. Um, and Tiffany is now co-collaborator and co-hoster of the 2024 mastermind group that starts in just like what two and a half weeks or yeah. so it's coming coming up here pretty soon uh you know so maybe that's another resource as like a group a mastermind group uh something like that absolutely so excited i loved this episode it's probably yeah. my favorite one yet yeah it was really good i um the these were all things that i have really wanted to take some time and uh, get a lot of clarification on. And I think a lot of really valuable, useful information for our listeners as well. There was a ton of value in here. 
Absolutely. So good. So, well, thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us as always. We just couldn't be happier that we have got this all figured out and we're live and we're so grateful for everybody who's listening. And we've already had so many downloads just from our first initial episodes. Um, So again, super grateful for you and just a reminder to have pretty dreams and we will see you in our next episode. Thank you guys. See you later.